On today's Locked on Texan podcast, more from Sunday's game. And we look at the linebacker group with Gary Wallow getting some praise from his head coach, Levy Smith, also talked about Nico Collins and why it's important to start looking at him differently, maybe like wide receiver number one. All that in today's and more on today's episode of the Locked on Texan. You are Locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Remember, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. And Tuesdays with Locked On Texans is where your day should start. Yes, sir. I'm John Hickman. That's Cody Davis and Texan fans. I want you guys to be proud of something. I want you guys to just sit back and understand that what happened on Sunday has some ripple effects. It may not be anything professional. However, we live in a world of social media. Social media is real to hmm. a certain extent. And by God, Cody. <laughs> I already know where you're going. Listeners. That loss on Sunday got the Jacksonville Jaguars contemplating <laughs> whether or not Trevor Lawrence is QB1 for the future. I think, I think, listen, you know, we like to have fun here on the Locked On Texas and we bring you news, but I think that if we don't do anything else, <laughs> let's go ahead and clap for that. But, Cody, let's talk about the Houston Texans, of course. The snap count came out from Sunday's matchup and featured, you know, guys getting more playing time. We saw the increase of snaps for guys like Neville Hewitt, who didn't get an opportunity to play uh, in the last game on defense, got some special teams burned. More opportunities for Jalen Reeves-Maben. He got more opportunities and, of course, more opportunity for – Second-year man, Garrett, Garrett Wallow, who had 18 snaps played defensively. Uh, also, before we talk about the linebacker group, some other important information that I think needs to be said. Tyler Johnson, who played on Sunday, he lined up for 22 snaps on Sunday. Two outside, um, two on the outside, zero targets, but he played for Chris Moore, who was inactive on Sunday as well. I think that's very important. We may have an opportunity to maybe see a, a change in, in what's going on with the wide receiver group. Not necessarily a big upgrade. I don't think it upgraded all so far because he hasn't caught a ball for Houston. Anything significant. But with Chris Moore out, Tyler Johnson was able to see some more time. And as of right now, bet, bet GMG, MGM, I'm sorry, they have Damian Pierce currently the favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think that's very important. Kind of fun. We haven't had a Rookie of the Year in how long here in Houston? Have we ever? Was not I don't JJ? think we ever. No, JJ wasn't. Was it D'Amico? I, I think look D'Amico. back and see. Maybe it was D'Amico. I don't know. Well, speaking of D'Amico, who's doing a fantastic job as a defensive coordinator for the 49ers, as we do know, D'Amico Ryan's one of the Houston Texans' early top picks in their franchise history, played linebacker, played some good football for the Houston Texans. 
Levy Smith talked about the linebackers today. Cody, you were out there with the coaching staff, with the team. What's going on with that? Yeah, and going into the bye week, of course, first and foremost, everybody, especially Lovey Smith, was in probably the best move that we have seen them since the start of the regular season. And, you know, I said this yesterday, and I'm going to repeat it again. You know, say what you want about the Houston Texans, but at the end of the day, you know, regardless of how their record is looking as of right now, we got to give them kudos that they have been competitive in every single one of these games. And the only game where you was kind of like, ah, this might be a blowout that might turn a little bit ugly for this organization they end up coming back and cut the um los angeles Chargers lead all the way down to three and had an opportunity to steal that game but john the first four games of the season we talked a lot about the linebackers how you know how disappointing their production has been and on yesterday lovey smith had an opportunity to talk about the improved play of the linebackers and he said something that you and i have talked about especially you john um, about the rotation and the fact that they was able to get guys like Garrett Wallow more involved in the rotation, it actually helped the production of the linebackers while receiving court. Now, before moving on, I had an opportunity to ask Lovey Smith about the production of the linebackers core with more and more people getting healthy. I also asked him, you know, you know, not only talk about the production that you saw out of Garrett Wallow, but what type of impact do he think christian harris is going to have and i know he decided not to answer that question on purpose but at the end of the day john listeners and viewers when you hear what lovey smith had to say about how healthy the linebacker unit has gotten especially how important Garrett Wallow is to this linebacking core. It lets you know that, just like I said on yesterday's show, whenever all of these linebackers get healthy, whenever everybody really get an opportunity to go out there on the field and showcase what they can do, this linebacking core is going to be a lot promising other than what we saw through the first four weeks of the regular season. Uh, first off, to you know, some of your questions that you've noticed, the guys that kind of, you know, the Dez King question, of course, Garrick Wallow, uh, LT, and some of those physical things that uh, you're having to look into detail to see those things. But um, Garrick Wallow um, has been a good football player whenever he's played. Last year he started the Jacksonville game, and he started the uh, L.A. Chargers game, two of the ones that we won last year. And um, he started this game, and we get consistent play from him whenever he plays. So I thought he did an outstanding job uh, yesterday uh, with everything that we ask him to do. Student of the game, another guy that's always here working. And I like some of the youth that we have at that linebacker position. One of the things that I do like about Gary Wallow is the fact that he might be arguably, of course, until Christian Herrick comes along, but he might be arguably their best linebacker that can actually play in coverage. And on yesterday at the 8.50 mark of the second quarter, um, Gary Wallow had a tremendous pass breakup, breakup that actually interfered with the offensive momentum that the Jacksonville Jaguars started to get. Um, John, once again, I understand we talked a lot about the linebackers here, but I, I kind of hate Knowing we gave them a lot of crap to say the least however a lot of the guys especially a lot of the young guys as lovey smith put a, a hefty emphasis on the young linebackers that they have on this roster it will get better once everybody gets healthy and has an opportunity to go out there on the field yeah absolutely i mean and when you look at the linebacker group so far for houston like if we go immediately to last game against the chargers you got 
Maven Reeves with two defensive snaps, right? You have Neville Hewitt, who didn't play at all defensively for the Houston Texans. And then you have Garawalo, who recorded 20 snaps. And all of that looks pretty much better. Now you look at this week and the rotation that they had going on. Okay, now let's take a look at Garawalo. Snaps went down, only played 18 snaps, but he was still out on the field and effective in Sunday's matchup. Mm-hmm. Look at Neville Hewitt. He played in 12 snaps. Reeves Maven, he played in 16 snaps. So the importance of getting an, an additional, uh, what is this, 46 snaps out of three different players when Christian Kersey has been playing 100% of the snaps so far this year, regardless of how we feel about Kersey's play, we have to understand that rotations in Modern football is very important simply because guys get gas, right? We can acknowledge that. However, you're going to have a player that may not be ready to be the starter at that time. However, they do some things a little bit better than what the starter may be able to do. And I mm. think when you're able to get three different linebackers out there, when a week prior you weren't able to get one out there and the other two badly saw the field, one badly saw the field and the other one still working this way back from injury, combining that with that mix – that does allow Lovey Smith. That does allow Miles Smith, both of whom was which was critical of the linebacker group so far um, up until Sunday's game. I mean, Lovey Smith mentioned on uh, yesterday at the press conference, he mentioned how this is from Lovey Smith. We we haven't been completely pleased with with the play at linebacker. They rotated starters Christian Kirksey and Kamu Gugier-Hill, partly because of the weather, but Kirksey had missed the snap all season. So he hasn't been pleased with what he's been seeing from his linebacker group. Neither has his head coach, and uh, position coach, and son, Miles Smith. It's very important to get those additional bodies out there because, at the very least, you may be able to play them in certain situations that you may be comfortable with a guy doing this, i.e. Gary Wallow making a play, that you're not necessarily comfortable with another player in that same position. One thing that I loved from Lovey Smith, he just mentioned how it had been a long time since the Houston Texans had an opportunity to have some of that I got a win talk in the locker room and on the plane. He said that uh, I had to figure out how to have it again. Basically, it had been a while, but it's good to get Lovey Smith his first dub as a head coach and for those players that have been fighting for Lovey Smith each and every step of the way. Listen, fall is chaos in your pants. Watch it. But sometimes you're overheating one second and then you're freezing the next. And to be ready for anything, you need underwear that can handle everything. It's time for Tommy John underwear. In Tommy John underwear, you're that much more comfortable. I wish I could show you what I got on my my underwear right now, but that may be like too much. But you're, you're able to do everything better. Very comfortable. Name a problem with other underwear and Tommy John solves it. Tommy John's breathable, lightweight fabric has four times the stretch of competing brands. They come up with no wedgie guarantee, thanks to a non-rolling waistband and legs that never ride up. Plus, they feature a horizontal quick-draw fly. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. You hear what I said? They do not have customers. People rave about Tommy John because the product is that damn good. And I love wearing my Tommy John. When they say it's very breathable, it's very breathable. It's not super heavy. 
I'm able to go and have a light jog and feel perfectly fine afterwards. So go to TommyJohn.com slash locked on right now for 20% off your first order. 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. That's TommyJohn.com slash locked on. See site for more details. Thanks again for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL Keeper. Every Friday, Locked On NFL. Locked On local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest stories and games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus your betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. And during the break, I had an opportunity to do some research. John, you was correct. D'Amico Ryans did win Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2006. That was the last time a rookie for the Houston Texans actually won an award. The first one was, ironically, a running back named Dominique Davis in 2003. By the way, doing my research, <laughs> I ran across... J.J. Watt winning Defensive Player of the Year, not one, not two, but three times from 2012 to 2015. And I just wanted to just just give a I don't, moment. Just I don't to, think there's a... a, a, a just to give peak, that man some plot flowers. <laughs> yeah, I, at his peak, I don't think there's a defensive player, mm. a defensive lineman better than J.J. Watt at his peak. That I've watched. I know LT is LT, so I'm not mentioning maybe the greatest football player of all time. But especially within the last 20 years, I can't think of a better defensive player at his position, at his peak, during that three-year run. I mean, I've never seen a DN you utilized like a hybrid player. <laughs> as a tight so, end. It had as multiple as a, touchdowns as, 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 as that as well. Yeah, so <laughs> J.J., JJ is a player that you want to see retire Texan. Yeah. Regardless of what happens in Arizona. And I don't think Arizona's gonna get it right anyway. So mm-hmm. might as well come on home. Yeah, might as well. You know, hopefully him and the Texans could work something out where he could retire a Texan. But JJ Watt is unfortunately the past. Now it's time for us to look at the present and maybe the Possibly future the future, as well. Yeah. <laughs> because um Nico Collins, John listeners and viewers. I understand that this is only, what, the fifth game of the regular season. And no, I'm not just saying this due to the game that took place on Sunday. Because on Sunday, Nico Collins had an opportunity to go out there on the field and record a team best 65 yards on Six targets, caught four balls, and of course, the biggest one of all that has everybody talking is the 22-yard reception that he go get third it in second. The go and get it. What I love most about that play, that was the primary example of what Coach Lovey Smith has been talking about through this entire year. Every time he mentioned Nico Collins, he he talks about. Collins, Collins 6'4 stature and his ability to go to use his body and win those 50-50 balls. And that's what we saw on Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, five games into the season, Nico Collins is currently leading this team in receiving yards with 272 yards. And 
As of right now, he has 37 more yards than Brandon Cooks. However, John, listeners and viewers, this is a guy who is leading the team in receiving yards, and he only has 27 targets on the season. Brandon Cooks has a total of 42. John, you have talked about this a lot. I've been holding off about it, but I think it's time for us to really have the conversation. Should Nico Collins be featured as this team's number one wide receiver moving forward? Now, before you answer, listeners, before you start getting on us in the comments, just take a listen to what Lovey Smith had to say, because not only myself, but also our good friend Aaron Wilson also had an opportunity to ask him a couple questions about Nico Collins. Aaron Wilson asked about what, what 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 should you guys do more with Nico Collins? Lovey Smith said we want to get him more involved. I double back backdoored and said, what is something you guys after reviewing the film? What are something that you guys actually need to do in order to get Collins more involved? And this is what he had to say. Um, Nico T Collins is a is a big target. He can catch the ball. He can jump. Um, starting from the L.A. preseason game, we got a chance to see that. And we tried to get him more and more involved each week. And um, he's a tough matchup, you know, against defensive backs. Um, so we need to continue to do that. That you guys would like to see? Oh, I, I don't know if there's anything else. I, you know, can't start giving away the game plan and all that. But we're, I think first, just acknowledgement that Nico needs to be more involved. You know, when you had an opportunity to go through five games, you kind of see everybody's kind of showing you who they are, and you have to go with it. Some you really like what you're seeing, and maybe others you don't like as much. Some need to get more reps. Some need to get less reps. That's how we're looking at it. Now, I know every time people talk about Nico Collins, uh, there's a, this big argument stating that Collins would not be a number one, number two wide receiver if he was on a better team. John, listen to the viewers, I truly do not know about that. Because what I have seen, the growth in Nico Collins, <laughs> ever since he first came to this organization last year, but I go back and I take a look at the progression that I saw throughout training camp, the progression that I saw throughout preseason, and here we are once again with only 27 targets in five games, yet he's leading the team. And not only that, John, listeners and viewers, it, these are not empty, empty stats. Every time Nico Collins make a play, it's a play to put the Houston Texans in prime position. And correct me if I'm wrong, but every single time or almost every single time, there's a drive where the Houston Texans actually score or actually in position to kick a field goal. It's Nico Collins stepping up. Once again, Brandon Cooks is my guy. I've been rocking with Brandon Cooks ever since he got in the league as a member of the New Orleans Saints. However, in the second half of this season following the bye week, I truly do believe that the Houston Texans need to do whatever they can to let Davis Mills know, moving forward, Nico Collins should be your number one receiver. And let's look at it, the, the, the pattern for Lovey Smith so far. When we when we look at some of the struggles that Lovey Smith has addressed, I think the number one is when you look at the game against the Colts, well, that game, we didn't get a lot of in the first game to open up the year. We didn't get a lot of Damian Pierce like we expected. We got a lot more of Rex Burkhead, which nobody really expected, <laughs> right? In that game alone, Damian Pierce had 11 carries. Rex Burkhead had 14. And then that was a question that was asked to Lovey Smith. What did he say? 
We got to get Damian Pierce more carries. We got to get mm-hmm. him involved. So I use that to translate it over what he just mentioned about Nico Collins, right? They got to get him involved. Nico Collins is a player that is averaging 18 yards per catch right now. And so whether or not he'll be a number one or number two on somebody else's team, this is the Locked On Texans. We cover the Houston Texans, and so that's what we're talking about. And as of right now, 18 yards per catch compared to a Brandon Cooks, whom we all love here in Houston. I think Brandon Cooks is averaging around nine yards per catch. Well, yeah. Logically, the numbers say if you go to this player, then he's going to have an opportunity to make a big play almost every time he catches the ball, right? You look at the big 50-yard game that he had against the Chargers, he had 80-something yards in that game on three catches. Nico is the better option right now. That's not saying Brandon Cooks is washed. That's not saying Brandon Cooks' days are behind him. What that's saying is it's time to make an adjustment. Right. And I think that's the importance of this bye week. Right. You're going to get guys healthy. Guys are going to be able to come back and start practicing more and getting around this team. And this team will get healthier and healthier. However, there's going to be opportunities that the coaching staff need to sit down and look and say, we got to make adjustments here. We got to make an adjustment there. And I think the biggest adjustment offensively is making sure Nico Collins is getting those targets because numbers prove. If he touches the ball, he's getting a big play each and every time. And by the way, these target numbers does not look good. Brandon Cooks leading the team with 42. Nico Collins at 27. Rex Burkhead is number three at 24. (laughs) I want to see Davis Mills. I want to see the Houston Texans utilize Nico Collins as their number one wide receiver. Of course, you have to keep Brandon Cooks in the midst. But if you need a number three target please utilize chris moore utilize tyler johnson like the houston well, texans john you you mentioned this a lot they don't have the best collection of talents the best collection of playmakers on a team however even in this conversation of us talking about the texans utilizing um nico collins as their number one wide, wide receiver we could say this all day but majority of it goes back to Davis Mills, he has to get in. He has to be a, a a quarterback who is going to step out of his comfort zone and actually spread the ball around more. Because look, once again, love Brandon Cooks, always been one of my favorite players. But there is no reason in hell he should be leading the team in targets with forty two. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you. And when we look at what the Texans can do offensively, different, uh, I think that with Chris Moore out, who we cannot downplay Chris Moore. He is on the team. He spent time with this team last year. So he is one of the more familiar targets for Davis Mills and Pep Hamilton on this offense. But he, he's never been a guy to where, you know, we look at last year and look at this year and say, man, he's lost a step. He's always been in that role that he served in. So he hasn't lost a step. And, again, Houston did not invest in that position. So how can you make up for some of those targets? How can you make up for some of that production? It's imperative, super important that they continuously get their tight ends involved. Jordan Ankins mm. has been great for Houston offensively since signing here in Houston. You know what that means. <laughs> O.J. Howard has two touchdowns on the year, but he's a guy that he has to get involved more, right? Brevin Jordan, whenever he comes back, if he has 
Tom room left here, which he should. This this team isn't overly talented to just kind of kick him to the t- to the curb. Utilize him as well, right? Everybody with this offense, this offense is all hands on deck. It's not like you had Brady and Moss and Moss looks at Brady, Brady looks at Moss, and, and they know what to do, right? Hmm. Everybody has to touch the ball. And I think that was one of the more disappointing points from Sunday's game. When you look at the first half, only four people caught passes. To end the game, only five people caught passes. Now, that was able to work against a Jacksonville Jaguar team that, honestly, defensively, may have not been as good. And you were able to go out there and and string together win. We are happy for you. But this bye week is a perfect time for the entire coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball, watch some film, and figure out what guys can do to make this offense continuously move. Because when when Damian Pierce is running that ball as hard as he is, breaking 17 tackles in the game, when 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 Nico Collins is your only outside the number threat, you're going to be able to find some guys across the middle. Davis Mills, got to get on the same page with Pepper Hamilton, hit some of these wide open guys, but ultimately overall – more guys have to touch the ball. As I mentioned earlier, Damian Pierce right now is currently the favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. You can find that bet and much more at Bet Online as they continue to be your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. We're talking about free. We're talking about available. Uh, it's not necessarily free, <laughs> but you can get a discount. Shout out to Cal McNair. First it was the, the hot dogs and hamburgers, and, and, and then, he, then he hopped on Reddit. Cody, what do you got now? Well, somebody on it, somebody already asked Kyle, can he hold a jersey swap celebration? Because he knows it. We knows it. A lot of people know that a lot of Texans fans have one particular jersey that they just don't want to own anymore. And Kyle said, you know what? Because of the last era and how it ended, we have a lot of promising players on this on this team as of right now. Kyle McNair made it a point to have an opportunity to allow fans to go to the team shop and exchange their old jersey, i.e. one particular jersey, <laughs> for... One of the new players that we got on the team, i.e. Damian Pierce. And it's not going to be free. You're still going to have to pay. But but you're going to get not 10, not 30, not even 40, but 44% off your new jersey when you switch it. Now, there are some rules and regulations. 
early on in the show, we talked about D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. We talked about J.J. Watt. Um, pretty sure when you guys hear great, you think of DeAndre Hopkins. You think of Andre Johnson. Those, those playoff jerseys are not going to be part of this exchange. But starting, ironically, with the draft class of 2017, <laughs> from 2017 all the way up to, I think, uh, I don't I don't have the paper in front of me, but from 2017 all the way up until, I think, 2020, I players who are no longer... signings as well. So oh, 2021 signing as well. Okay. There are players like Tyrod Taylor, um, Lonnie Johnson Jr., um, David Johnson. You know, all of these guys are, uh, you know, if you have their jerseys, you could go right there to the NRG team shop, switch it out, pay 44% off for your new jersey. But, John, (laughs) we all know what this is. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. And, And by the way, by the way, did you see... The the picture that the social media use, the advertisement right. with the the four and then the four on yeah. top of it. Yeah, yeah and then out of out of what ninety nine jerseys that they could have picked, they used the number four jersey. Why not? Why not? Hey, you oh, know what? Man. Let me tell you why I like this for Cal. I, I've liked, I've liked it because this is the more the most professional way that Cal McNair is kind of able to fight back publicly, right? He's an owner of an NFL franchise. He's a billionaire. He's all of these things and he can't fight back maybe so much with words or reactions like he probably would want to, Hmm. but he's killing two birds with one stone. First of all, he's fighting back publicly, like I just mentioned, but he's also still rebuilding that, that, that fan base love and trust. Um, some people are going to find any reason to be mad. Those are those people. But when you look at what Cal is doing right now and what he has been doing over the last few months, what can you really be mad about? And so I think this was dope. Uh, I know there may be a lot of people because, you know, you know, black folks name, last name. We got a lot of Johnsons. Uh, 2019, <laughs> we had a Johnson that was drafted. And so, you know, in the black household, like, if this had Hickman, I would, I would, you know, I would, that it, that would be me. I, I'm always wearing this. So oh, we had yeah. a lot of Johnsons in Houston. Was, you know, a lot of black folks out here, and so I'm pretty sure that was it number one or 32 yeah, or number one. It was number one and 32. It was 32 his rookie season. Then he switched it. <laughs> we threw it. <laughs> they go, they go return. Tweet through it. They go return. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, Max Sharpen. I don't know, but I, I do like this. And so for people who are just, you know, this is just whatever because I've seen it. Understand this. One franchise is helping out their fans by allowing them to return jerseys for 44% off. No, 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 not jerseys. Jersey. Because we what? know what this is. <laughs> and it, it's going to be a lot of them, right? And, you know, I wonder. I wonder because Houston plays the Browns this year. Oh, man. Every it time would be I, oh, man. if like they had the jerseys just hanging on a on the side rails whenever the Browns come out, and it's just like four, 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 four. Uh, that may be amount the amount of tiles that he has, but uh, I, I like that for that reason. But you got one franchise owners doing this, and you got one franchise that's questioning whether or not. Their franchise number one quarterback 
number one pick at quarterback is the future of their franchise. So, Texas fans, it's not a lot of dubs you can take. It's been a lot of L's, but when you can take a dub, take a dub and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm John Hickman. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for checking us out today. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Also, like us on Facebook, subscribe, comment, and share on YouTube as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Tomorrow, we get an opportunity to hear from Nick Casario. So, of course, John and myself, we're going to break that down and try to pick the brain of our general manager to see what is he thinking after the the first quarter of the 2022 campaign. Let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, you know, you just got to get guys out there that's going to do their job. Uh, we like the guys that we have on a roster. Yeah, you know, DP did some great things. And when you look at Mills, Mills is Mills. And so I'm not going to comment on that because I never do and I never will. Bingo. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>